Hi everyone, it's been a very long time since I posted an episode. Anyway, my friend and I recorded this over a year ago, about a year and a month ago. We're just having a random conversation because we have a lot of these conversations. And honestly, I wish we recorded more because we talk about a lot of shit. And we were talking about our upbringings and how he was raised in like he had multiple siblings i didn't have that so we're just trying to talk about the divide between both of us and how we were raised and just talking about raising kids when you have multiple kids stuff like that so i hope you have fun literally i had to make an intro because we just started recording as we were already having conversation child being wayward to where they go to school to feeding to health like it's because like with eight kids if one of them has the flu they all have the flu it's very easy to spread stuff like that so you have to be very vigilant yeah and very conscious but i think you're only human so it's smarter to have systems in place than to assume that you figure it all out how are you going to know all your children not all but how are you going to know your children's kids because i think something that's very important for me is to know the people that my my kids are friends with the people that my children are hanging around hanging uh, with so how yeah. do you do that for when you have eight children so the smartest thing to do is to make sure there is no competition amongst your children and how can you do that because um, some i know we like most of us experienced parents telling us like oh why can't you be more like oh why is your well there are certain situations where your parents would never actually explicitly say why can't you be more like or those they have three heads why are yeah. you like and still there will still, be, there will still be competition so you have to be very conscious of those things and i feel like it's a lot easier to be aware of to make sure everyone gets a toy or everyone makes like make sure everyone shares and stuff like that when they're early on don't compare their grades allow them pursue their careers so that they don't feel like, like they need like they need to compete with anyone for affection you could also really enforce that they govern themselves like okay i'm going out you guys are in charge take care of each other you know tell the first one to cook tell the second one to look after the youngest just division of labor so that they can always work as a team that way they are more they're never against each, each other, other. Yeah. it's always like they're a team and trying yeah. to so that way even if they have individual friends their friends are friends with everyone because it's just like a group yeah it's a group but that thing. can only really work if they're in the same age range yeah i mean if you're having eight kids you can't have we can't have more than like two years gap between each other it's possible anything can happen okay you could have okay fine if you have multi if it's a multiple birth situation now obviously then that yeah. would be even easier to deal with yeah because they'll be the, tw- the triplets or the quintuplets would be friends, friends and all of that yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's typically the smartest thing to do, to 
just well even when you plan and you plan and you plan life comes and shit happens like you can't even like make plans for everything honestly that's part of why in my head i don't want two children because i know like two children you've never had to experience this but you can be bored and you can be lonely so there's a gap a sizable age gap between the two I want my children to be friends. I want if like something happens to them, I want them to be able to talk. What? Two years is not a lot of time. Six years. Oh, six years. Okay. I want my kids to be able to be friends. I want them to be able to like have conversations with each other. If something happens and maybe they are scared for some reason to tell me, they should be able to tell. But like most people that I know that there's a sizable age gap and they are only two siblings, like they cannot tell. Their elder. their elder brother so okay fine for girls they may be able to tell but not in all situations because if the age gap is too much there's now this disconnect this shift yeah. in their thinking and mentality like they forget they also used to be 15 or 16 and they also used to enter inside trouble like this yeah, and they now start to, to do they now start to act like their parents and that's why you have some elder siblings that are more strict than parents the parents that gave birth to you they're more strict than them so honestly like mm. yeah okay but like the only way to really have and i don't want i also don't want a middle i don't want any child to have like a middle child syndrome that forgotten child that forgotten child because they everybody always remembers firstborn and then everybody always remembers yeah, the, the baby born. the last born but the children in between not really easiest way to avoid that is division of labor and having them retroactively interact with each other like you can't be doing are you not firstborn you should look after your younger sibling sometimes you have to you have to yell at i'm sorry but you have to yell at the middle child really you can you have to be more strict more involved with them so i think the greatest hack because you can't have a junior equality is to have your firstborn your last one and your favorite child <laughs> that is not one of the two that way at least you're showing them equal amounts of attention yeah but what if you have four children well then hope that your middle two are twins <laughs> or you could i don't know like it's always going to be easier for the first one to interact to get if you have an odd an even number of children the first and second will typically be friends then it's the third it's the last two last two that will be friends because they are usually it depends on ones. how spoiled the last one is because i've seen a lot of of instance where the third one hits the fourth one because the third one was the golden child the first one came and they're not yeah, like everything everything's yeah. spoiled so honestly yeah, they don't like each that. other yeah, yeah that's true but like when there's a third child the first born and second born are always friends because they're like oh yeah now you are on the same then, level because yeah. now we're, we're both middle children yeah then the last when the last one comes the third child is always hit with that shock of wow no attention so mommy and daddy are now all focusing on this this naughty little because you didn't make friends with your elder siblings because of you wait exactly because most of the time last ones are the what's the word i'm looking for they're the ones that they're snitches yeah (laughs) supreme snitches they will run and tell mommy everything so your elder siblings already are very irritated with you yeah. so when you now become one of them they are still irritated because you've done a lot of things to get them irritated like they are not just going to forget all of a sudden now yeah that's true uh another thing is if you have a large number of children from like five six seven eight 
you have to be very trusting because you can't you, can't you actually can't really you know, be you can't be everywhere you're going to be stressing yourself especially if you're a realistic like you have a realistic amount of money you're not like Mark Zuckerberg or something you're not swimming in cash basically if you're swimming in cash it's children a lot yeah. too actually unless you're giving unless you're going to put a personal bodyguard and nanny and whatever in, in charge of them that really will report hard. to you everything if you want to put them under surveillance that's the only way to be able to know what they're doing every single moment of the day like it doesn't work like that yeah like it's going to even be with hard. just one child if you can't know every single thing they're doing all the time just because you're not going to be with them on their ass all the time yeah but yeah, i think the modern world makes it a lot easier to like check tra- in check, check up track yeah but still it's just it's going to be very it's going to be easier on your mind to just trust them to like have sleepovers the more you accustom they are to their environment the more safe they will be you don't you're not going to protect them by saying oh you guys must never leave the house it's usually easier for you to be like because okay. when you leave the house you leave yeah so my parents are actually lucky i was never that person because they used to lock me inside the house they would literally lock me like they would <laughs> and mm, i was a child they didn't want me to be going anywhere but first of all like I'm sure if I really wanted to go, I'm sure if I really wanted to go, I'm sure I'd have been able to find a way. Yeah, definitely. So, so it was never like for a lot of people that like to make their excuses, and my friends don't let me out because you've not tried. It depends that of course it depends on the age you are yeah. when you want to start trying because <laughs> it was until it was like last year not even last year it was this year that i would be able to just say oh mommy i'm going out and then there'll be a pause okay what am i coming back things like that like before i i didn't even know how to ask because the answer was always no so like I didn't even bother to be asking to be wasting my time. Oh, I want to go out. I want to. But if she had nine children now, tell me when she will have the time to be saying no to everybody or saying you can't go anywhere to everybody. Who will just be going out and say, "Oh, me, I stepped out." Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and then that that comes into the the aspect of money because money is a is obvious is the most obvious factor we have in so many things and the thing is not to make money not to make a lot of money but to have a lot of money stored for them because like obviously if you're making one million no yeah one million a month salary and you have your own house and everything how you can, can you have your own house when you're earning one million a month how many of you got stockpiles a lot? That's 12 million per annum. 12 nice million per annum. Before you get to buy the house, you would have been paying rent somewhere. Yeah. You would have had other expenses. I mean, and houses are not that, that cheap. Why would you like find land that is big enough for you to build house that will have. I don't really want children to share rooms. Like, yeah, just because. That's unavoidable with a kid. And it's not even smart to have each of them have their own kids, have their own room. But then you now have some of them that be like, why can't I have my own room? It could now cause infighting between them or among them. Well, the thing, the, the, the 
strategy with um, a large number of kids is that the first one is going to move out really early because that you're going to go to school this is why you send them to boarding school so that the ones that are with you maybe like by the time you first go into secondary school university you can more easily manage the okay you guys are actually home. like five yeah at home right now yeah yeah five about but there are only three of us right no i don't mean i don't mean at the moment but like how many children like, no how many how many children how many children like how many siblings do you have like, like that's a no question. how like many siblings your mother how many siblings do, were staying in this house we're staying in this house all of them are somewhere. oh yeah like all of us from my dad from both my mom's side so how many people were living in this house this house is massive no and- <laughs> Yeah. I know this house is massive. Yeah. But how many people were living in this house at the time? Uh, what, 15 kids? Then I think two personal helps for my mom and my stepmom. Then there was a cook. Then my dad. Then the two wives. Then I think my stepmom's best friend. Then we had two helps, two extra helps to run around. We were a lot. You just said 22 people were in this house. Did I even count that, right? I mean, it probably was more than 25. Yeah. Wow. And you guys were were sharing rooms or you weren't sharing rooms? Uh, We shared rooms. Like, I can't really remember because I was really young. But I know that the girls had their... The girls weren't really home a lot they were joining by the way but they came back home they shared rooms okay but they were also in like clustered brackets so by the time uh the first three because the boys usually didn't stay home that's a given like my mom's the first wife's kids were already in university by the time most of my siblings were coming out so the first kid had left second kid was on his way out third kid was in university then my sibling, my elder, my eldest siblings from my mom's side were either uh, were traveling. First one was traveling out, second one was in university, third one was was finishing secondary school. The twins after that were finishing secondary school. Then the age gap were like SS SS one, GS three, then my elder sister, that's my immediate elder sister, GS one. So yeah, that was pretty much the arrangement. So they shared rooms, but we were all at the point where we were all pretty much out. Okay. So that's pretty much the strategy with eight kids. Okay. The plan is they are trying to get them out of the house as fast as possible. So from just one, you go to boarding school. From yeah, from just one, you said went to boarding school. Well, oh, you went to boarding school as well from just one. Yeah. I was thinking that I personally want to give them some time maybe just two maybe just three is like before they go to boarding school like let them adjust to because so many um people in my junior school they were crying when they came into the boarding house that's a standard procedure i didn't cry because i went in third term so i I already knew the place i didn't have it like it wasn't looking new or different i was like okay what's good like I didn't care because I had already been in the school for a while, so there was already like transition. I knew people, I had friends, I knew where everything was. So I think maybe just thrusting nine-year-olds, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds into like this huge space. Well, 
yeah it's like, just very for both cases your own case is to slowly integrate them in but you have to understand that with eight kids eight children you can just you can afford to just thrust them in because they already have siblings in the same school oh you guys are at the same school yeah, i actually don't advise that in the same school legacy is very important for a large number of kids. i don't advise it because if for instance your the first born was very intelligent or very this, they would inevitably compare you and say why aren't you more like your brother your sister was this your sister is head girl why are you like this even the thing is that you will now encourage child to start acting now because you are an average student or you are a fine student but then that one is now genius nobody sent their message but who's asking them to be doing 90s and to be teachers pet and to be carrying back for teacher so you that you're just a regular person on your own being yourself they will not they will now not let it be okay for you to live your life or they will now start trying to police you or trying to put you in this box or oh, your brother was like this you will now turn to troublemaker just to help them act out the fantasy that she be i am the opposite yeah. of my brother or the opposite of my sister i will now show you yeah i mean but like to be honest that's kind of unavoidable and where having them in the same school comes into play and usefulness far outweighs the discomfort of having to live up to, to someone else's shadow because you have to remember like having, someone has to look up for look up for them. them yeah and usually that legacy thing stops at like three children because it's like oh it's a family thing so you have a family behavior rather than why aren't you like an elder sibling it's more of oh okay your, your, the first one was a prefect second one was a prefect third one was a prefect they expect you to follow that line but like the pressure is not the same as and your, your brother was very good at this like the illusion of what that child was fades out and more children follow the Okay. So it's like, oh, okay, their family is very smart. But then you, you now come and must now be perfect and it's like, but this is the black sheep. Yeah, but like it's a lot easier than because you still have people to look after. And also, like, people don't know that that family thing kind of plays a good role sometimes because people can be nice to you. Oh, your brother was nice to me. Or, you know, ah, senior something, son, even if they were wicked. Ooh, they were wicked. Actually, people still protect you. No, not necessarily. They were in QC, like people were having not really because we were necessarily when we went at QC, but some people were having school mothers and all of that. And if your school mother was wicked, that year, that your SS1, it was wonderful for you. Meaning nobody, they're not born anybody to touch you. But your SS2, where you were supposed to be coasting those SS3 seniors that had been waiting for your school mothers to leave. They will now hammer on you. They will so, now try and make your life miserable. Here's the beauty of eight kids. By the time one is graduating, the next one is in SS3. So there's really no time. <laughs> there's no time for it at all. So all of you have like that free pass all through. At worst, you suffer in your SS2 because then teachers will be stressed out as fuck. And that's even for the last one. But as long as you're a middle child, you're always you continue. Like you'll always be somebody. Yeah, always be someone. There's always that cruise. You'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so that's another thing. Boarding school has to be the options because you can't afford all of them to be going with bus and transport daily to school. You don't know who's lying. Lying. Like, yeah. Um, eight kids going to school daily um, via bus. Do you know how many of them will just decide not to go to school? But, okay, you go to work. So yes, you wouldn't no. know. You wouldn't know. 
Yeah, especially there could SSB be like a, there could be like ah, <laughs> there could be like what's the word I'm looking for? A school bus arrangement. Mm. Another thing is, I think that people should go to um, school closer to their homes. I don't want like I'm not going to take my child to a very far like. I understand people that go to universities in like different cities or different states. Yeah. But like, I will not send my child to a secondary school that is six states. Yeah, I don't want to know how good the school is. There ah. will be another good school around. I don't want to know. Like, yeah. one of the one of the like advantages of my junior school back then was because it was at Antony. My mom worked at Lukoju like it was just the distance like okay this is a 30 minute drive like this is something that if anything happens i can be at this school on time i can come i can pick her because she was picking me up she was taking me to school picking me up like there was just that so like it was also very and i went i still went to boarding school like i went to boarding school there but like it was still important that don't go and carry child somewhere far that go for back then anything will happen they will now be rushing and running and trying to get to the place on time yeah but like i think we always have to remember that growing up was a very different time from the world that we're going into so yeah while you're right now you also have to remember that a major reason why people sent their kids far was because like home life wasn't stable as well they're probably dealing with rent probably trying to figure out like living arrangements, a lot of people, a lot of people have a lot of difficulty. If you're not starting out with a house like how we were fortunate to start out with, you're going to be hopping around a lot, and that's going to be a lot of changing schools and a lot of drama. So it's usually better to be like, okay, here's one place. Yeah, for better or worse, you're all going through this. Like, what was your school? My school was Abuja. Aja. Yeah, that was before Lekki was a thing. So yeah, Aja was all of you. Yeah, all of us. Um my immediate senior sister went to we all went we were all supposed to go through Crestland and Badere. The first girl that from my mom's side didn't go to Badere. Didn't go to Badere. She went from a different school. Somewhere in Lekki Badere. Okay. <laughs> and my her and one of the first wife's kids. Yeah. Then, but from her down, like from the child after her down to me, we all went to Badere. My midday senior went to for a year, then, but she left. I don't know, health issues. Then, my dad was working in Abuja, so he moved me and her to Abuja. But I was in secondary school then, I was in primary school. So rather than going through Kirishland, I went through Poa, a private owned public school. It's a it's like police academy. Okay. It's owned by the wives, so it's privately owned. Okay. Yeah. So I went through that. I thought I was going to go through model, but like unfortunately he died while we were still there. So we only had the opportunity to go through um, primary school. So it's kind of expensive at the time, but not really. But luckily for us, um, Obasanjo had this weird transition program with. Um, academics where you, you just entered the school so I didn't have to unfortunately I never wrote um, that entrance exam what was that to call it? common entrance common entrance yeah sure I never wrote common entrance I just got into battery straight up and luckily battery was free you only had to pay 
Battery was free? Yeah, battery should still be free. Are you serious? Yeah, but it's an only boarding school, so you pay for accommodations, you buy your own books, you buy your own uniform, they, they might sell you the badge for like 100 naira or 200, back then it was like 200 naira. But yeah. Are you serious? Battery, <clears throat> I think. Yeah. Or am I thinking of another school? Yeah, battery was free. QC was QC. Oh, that's what you mean by free. No, you're not paying school fees, you're paying boarding fees. No, no, you're still paying, you're still paying fees. You're paying school fees. You're still paying fees. We weren't paying school fees, we're paying. There were a lot of add ons, <laughs> like there were a lot of oh, PTA, oh, and something ETF. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was an actual school fees, like maybe 20 something K. I, think. I, I can't remember. Okay, so. And we, then you pay for books 20k, then you pay for king, but like everything altogether will come up to about 100 or something. Okay, so uh, in Nigeria, average school fees for a non governmental school is about 300 is or about 400. 400 okay. But if you go to, depending on how into the government the school is, you might be paying less, less than 200. So your school was, I think there was a difference, you got a federal school. Yeah, so you guys still paid so we still paid we still paid a considerable amount we still amount. paid but but also we're government government if Unilag was going on strike we're following the week after are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys used to go on strike we went on strike we used to look forward to it I think, I think we experienced two strikes with the longest being two months yeah. In secondary school. In secondary school. How did that did that mess up your academic calendar? They rushed the fuck out of it. I think we had what? we had a second term that was about that was about six weeks or something. Fuck. <laughs> and did they pass you people? No, you failed. <laughs> <laughs> you refused. Uh, no, we had a very no, lenient no, no. um, school structure, so it was if you failed certain courses, you had you to. You could receive. No, you had to repeat. If you feel like there were five calls, yeah, you feel like you repeat. repeat. Yeah, but if you like you failed your your class elected, you repeat. Uh, if you fail your class elected, you have to repeat. But like the exceptions, so like if you had mass English, like in science class. Mass English, physics, chemistry, biology, and how to fill those ones. Mm-hmm. Right, but if you had like a 49 in physics, they will let you. They let you. They let you receipt. You know, they used to let you receipt, uh, which was nice. very, very stupid and nonsensical. Right. Because it's the same exam. No, I don't know. I never received. I never had to receive an exam. Thank you, Lord. But do you know I was stupid? Was stupid oh. because I can't remember what. Well, I can't remember what our F was. Maybe it was fifty or I don't remember. No, okay, no. Was Q standard that high? I don't think so. No. But basically, if you fail, like if you get an F, they will give you the option to receive. But it's not everything. So if you get like, I think our F was thirty something. I think F's usually yeah, are 30 something. So like if your F is a high 30 something or a 40 something, they will let you receive. like receive the exam. But the problem was that you can't get that yeah. No, I don't I don't know. I don't even think I've ever had a conversation with someone who had to receive an exam. So like I don't really Imagine know. But <laughs> but the problem is 
they will not let you receive the exam that year so let's say ss2 third term or whatever you have whatever and you fail or you get a 40 or something and i don't remember when they used to give us results obviously i think they'll give you results before you go home i can't really honestly yeah, I, to to God, I can't remember first first term second term they allowed you to take a result the next time so you get okay but yeah third you term, come back you need to, to you need to see yeah. your results before. Yeah, okay so, so yeah so the first i think that's how it used to be so they will let you receive the results when you come back because that's when you get your results but third term so you will now go home with results that you failed a course they will not tell you you can receipt it mm. so you will pay school fees for ss3 you will buy books for ss3 you will pay pta and ptf so and etf and you will twice. pay no it's not twice you will pay for the ss3 mm? you will now write the receipt and you will now fail it you will now go back to ss2 instead of them to have let you just do repeat it re- not repeat like let them let you receipt the exam the, the year before or the like yeah. session before so you will know where you stand so you you now be hustling and reading and praying that you will pass the receipt exam and you will not pass it and then you now feel after that paying, means you have two years you'll be two years behind not two years it's one year you repeat do you understand? Yeah. Let's say you're in SS2 now and you fail. So you will now move to SS3. Yeah. You will now write the exam. You do now pass it. You will yeah, now go, go back, back to SS2. SS2. But the people in SS2 at that time will be in SS3. It's not a full year that would have passed. Or is it full term? So it's not even up to a full term. It's that we would have started the term. Then they will now do the exam. Yeah. Or, they, or when we just attend, they will do the exam. Two weeks, they will bring out the results. Oh. So. I remember there was this girl, she was yeah. very, very wicked. Very fucking wicked. When now we we now entered SS2, we now heard that. Because when SS1 at the time, we now entered, said that she's receipting. See people doing prayer fasting that she will she will fail the exam so that she will be in our class. Because people were planning for her. Luckily for her, she passed the exam. Because honestly, her life would have been miserable if she had been failed. But yeah, people were now saying that you are no load and you are wicked. Like, can you stop being like this? What does that mean? You are no load and you are wicked. Like, now nah, people were so mean. If you are going to, if you are going to act like as dickish as you are, you should at least have something backing us. No, first of all, you shouldn't even be whatever. But like, now nah, people. I'm okay with people being a certain type of way if they bring value in one way or the other. Yeah, because like it's very convenient, but like we're off, we're off topic by a lot, by a lot, by a lot. But <laughs> okay, so yeah, secondary school is crazy, and you should be very conscious of your children. But I'm not even done because I've never really gotten into that. And you should be very conscious of your children. Period. Even if it's just one you have. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, the more kids you have. Is, I, I'm sorry, I don't know to any parents who listen to this, I'm sorry but I feel like from four kids upwards, it's so much easier to parent because you get a lot more additional help, help for free but like, I'm just assuming, turning older siblings into, into, into mini parents, parents. <laughs> yeah the, yeah, but have you noticed that in real life, a lot of firstborns like people with a lot of firstborn mannerisms tend to go for more childish partners 
yeah that's that's like something that they need therapy to address yeah because it might be a complex that they need to be in control control, you need to take care of you need to provide for you need to like nah therapy they don't know how to function (laughs) if they're not figuring someone and is i think partly because their parents broke them their parents broke them and broke their brains and made them think that that was the only way that they could it just didn't help a certain standard. Yeah, again, like you do need rehabilitation. You need you need room to be a child again. But like it's not like you now want to be in a relationship. You now want to come and be be being somebody or like and that may not fly. Yeah, but like everybody has like a different like how I put it. Okay, so if you are someone who is used to looking out for yourself, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to cope in a relationship typically because, or you'd be more you selfish. Really think yeah, because you, you are really, not used to not thinking used to, about somebody exactly. else. And if you are someone who is Actually, dependent, that doesn't really work because like, I, I kind of am that way, but like that's not how I am in relationships. Okay. I mean, it's usually one of the other, like polar opposite. Like if you are someone who was who is dependent in real life uh and then like not necessarily subdued just someone who needs someone else to help them going into a relationship you might go in with that same no you may you probably would be that person and yeah that's why people like that would not be easier for or you might be the complete opposite that's you you go a, a complete 180 and you would not want anyone to dictate how you behave just because you had you had enough of that then they've done that yeah exactly but that's a whole conversation for something else for someone else probably someone more qualified than me yeah uh, i think but... i'm going to be ending every single thing with you people need therapy like <laughs> we as a generation we as a country as citizens we need therapy there's that okay so when it comes to money it's very important that you have like plans outside your personal income for how they'll how they'll survive yeah because like you never know when tragedy will hit yeah it's not never you never know when tragedy will hit so it's, it's you can't just say oh you know, I don't want to plan for the worst because you the worst. Have to you have to. Divorce. You really do. And hope that the best is what happens. Yeah. Like that's how you have to behave or proceed. Like with eight kids, obviously, I don't know you. Like depending on your financial situation, you might not afford to send them all to private school, which is probably the best for university for that number of children. But like, but look, you shouldn't send some to private school and not send the other. Yeah, yeah, you can't do half and half. You can't send unless some maybe to... it's the beginning, the early ones that like maybe you couldn't afford to send those yeah, earlier ones. Yeah, okay, that first. works. Maybe your first three. But imagine you have four, school. you have eight children, and then the four ones that are in the middle, you send then, to, to private. Like, like, it's always very messy, and like they all come out behaving very different. And you can now cause like a problem of course between them yeah so uh no i'm not saying competition is bad in general it just you should try to minimize it because you're not good <laughs> you're, you're going to need each other the last thing you need is for them to to fight amongst themselves they need to be able to deal with each other. Because at the end of the day, you'll be gone and all they'll have is each other. Yeah. And if you've already let there be a situation or an environment where resentment has been festering and they don't look out for each other, they don't count on each other, they don't support each other, 
how you are gone that's just yeah, how it's, it's going to it's be going for to worse be, yeah because you would no longer be the glue that brings them together and you basically built in your own family but yeah but we're talking about money so yeah uh a will is very important you have to have a will you have to have investment plans like bonds or shares and something something that can not necessarily take care of them forever but give them at least a leg up to figure themselves out in at least a year or two because you can't die abruptly and they're wondering oh how are we going to eat next week how are we going to pay school fees there has to be system yeah there has to be a way around it uh but yeah but this might this might be an uncomfortable thing to think about if you do if you and your partner somehow manage to die at the same time uh you you like separating the kids might be a, a difficult thing to think about but what you typically want to do is separate them based on relationships so you have to know your kids relationships with one another but that's not to guarantee that when you separate them and send them to the right place i mean you have to just trust because that's that's the thing my grandmother my mom's mother decided to go to Papua because she wanted to study she wanted to learn wanted to go to school and have an education yeah so they sent her to an uncle's house in the city and the uncle's wife my grandmother is very yellow like ondo yellow like yeah. extremely yellow my uncle's wife would make her carry kokoyam inside baskets so the water the kokoyam would be pouring on this very yellow very light-skinned person oh, and she would turn red and be itching and be crying but she would still have to sell that kokoyam but she did it because she wanted to go to school and i mean obviously her life is like so much better and so different from like her other students <laughs> who didn't go to school but there is no guarantee at the end of the day that what you're taking them to is a situation that they're going to thrive in because she almost died there's several instances like situations where she almost died she's how old she's over 70 and there are scars on her body still from what the uncle's wife did to her yeah so it's another thing that's scary that's like putting children in a situation where they have to be dependent on the kindness of strangers because yeah it's family you're sending them to but they're still strangers because you still don't know what will happen yeah uh yeah but there's just some things you can't avoid and we're not saying you die young but like please we're not saying you're dying young but like to nigerians it's like it's a taboo to do it well I don't even know why, but like, is it you're not wishing death on yourself because of you're preparing for it? Because like, <laughs> please try and do what's right by your kids. Like, even if in your head you don't even have a note, oh yeah, just let's put put it in writing. Let us now know what's going to happen because you know how yeah. so many instances where siblings or the uncles or the relatives that want to come and now try and take possession and displace multiple children like imagine if your i don't know did your dad have like brothers that were yeah 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 we my dad had two brothers and when he died they were trying to be very shady shady yeah. imagine them trying to say they want to come and displace eight children oh, they eight did, children they did but my mom fought luckily can you imagine 
So please think about God. Think don't about think, your children. Remember that, yeah, they're your brothers. And but they're also greedy for strangers. Yeah. But you don't know them. Just be. No one will look after your own like you. So please. I don't advise having eight children typically typically but if you find yourself in a situation that you do have one of our children yeah just some things you should think about obviously there's a lot more but like sexual education financial education you know being actively involved in your life to know your kids and know where they need help but like these are just the very basics to get you off the ground thank you guys much love Yeah, yeah,